0: bed podcast another edition from Shay Kane Joel isn't it lovely <laughs> that Sean has decided to join us this week yeah, after what, after, what after week? absolutely you know,
1: with all that's going on in the world everyone seems to be a bit quiet but last week I was flat chat so my diary was full of uh, full of meaning sorry guys I I missed probably the episode of the of the decade with Good big, fun. with what big Gus. You, what about
0: the, that, that, our guest today? We'll, we'll give second we'll best give to this a, one probably. A big, a big yeah, introduction. Yeah. Now, I'm not satisfied with Sean's response. <laughs> My theory was, and I said it to Joel at the time, so I'm happy to say it to your face. You're going to be intimidated by Gus. Yep. You didn't have any questions. Yep. I know you were disappointed with your performance in the Stirlow. Very, you? yep. that you didn't have much to contribute. I think you pulled out at the last <laughs> minute because you thought Kane and Ganane have got shooting, this. Is he, is he shooting Bambi here? <laughs> he shooting Bambi? But you, I'm shooting front foot, not in the back. I'm
1: shooting in the face. No, I'm honestly, I would have... not true? No, not true, mildly true. I would have loved to have been here, but, you know, things happen. I'm about to shoot Bambi, which is uh, plural for Bambi, right? Yes.
2: It's been a custom since we've been coming here, keeping our distance. Mind you, we're yes. at different ends of the house. Um, that Be very we very careful of beers this together. door you open because once we you, you open it, I'm going to come powering. We through. have a couple of beers here, right? And then you blokes have turned up a each couple? strategically, strategically with your little coffees, right? Mm. Which
0: is to signal saying
2: I'm having a beer. I'm yep. well, Joel. Did you on. listen
0: back to last week and the dribble fest? You embarrassed Sportsbet. To be fair, you embarrassed you embarrassed me. You embarrassed (laughs) Phil Gould, Rugby League royalty, by espousing all your theories. Yeah, and because you were under the influence, clearly you're at home. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't sense. You didn't get. You didn't feel the vibes of Gus that he was completely bored by the conversation. So what? Uh, who am I embarrassing today? <laughs> I don't know, but I figure I figure uh, the, it's less encouraging if we're here having coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, to but be, anyway, you're, to be fair you're though, very good,
1: and, and we do record this at eight thirty a.m. in the morning. <laughs> sugar's already on the Corona, so I thought, I thought a coffee so was more as, good as A morning beer, honestly. Does it,
2: <laughs> I'm supporting Corona. They've copped the hit, you know. since I have yeah.
0: Coronavirus has happened, so I'm getting around them let's introduce this man I'm sure he's got much to contribute but we're leaving him out there Joel you give the proper introduction here you' you're, he apparently the big man is the reason you came to Cronulla he's the big man he's just like a
2: beast of honeypots we just flew towards him my wife loves him. Everyone yeah. loves him, but... It's, it's, you
0: know I tried to get him a triple M. Did you? Yeah. You tried to post They him. wouldn't offer him... They wouldn't make a satisfactory offer. No, no offer. The troop, true? Unbelievable. Well, Unbelievable. I tried to get there myself after the war. I know you did. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, It <laughs> uh, didn't happen. It all fell through. The money wasn't good enough. In fact, I didn't get an offer, so that was a reasonable reason not to go. Um, great to be here. Sean, uh, Dan, and, and Joel, Both great likes. to be here. What are we... On start here. on that? How did
2: you get into the radio, Darrell? How did you become um, the big man, this uh, this huge tsunami of followers?
3: Well, mate, what happened, I'd, I'd finished playing football at, in 1987. We won a reserve grade comp with Penrith. I'd had enough. And um, I didn't really know what to do. So I got an offer to go back to Brisbane to coach the Broncos reserve grade. Wayne Bennett, it was the first year they were in the comp, was 88. And uh, I was a bit chuffed by it. I thought, geez, the great man wants me to be his reserve yeah. grade coach. And... I've always thought I'd be able to coach, but I was dreadful. I got the, got the ass after uh, <laughs> two, three nice? quarters of the year. I, I finished the year out, but I was gone at the end of the year. So um, that wasn't good. And my marriage had split up as well at the same time, so it wasn't a good year for Jeez. me, 88. And out of the blue, I got a call from Gus, believe it or not, the bloke yeah. he had on last week. And he said, look, we're looking for a reserve grade coach. you want to come down and coach reserve grade at the Bulldogs? Well, that was on the back of the dogs winning the comp in 88. And I thought well, that's a great opportunity, and my you know my private life wasn't all that flash, so I thought yeah I'll get back to Sydney because I I enjoyed Sydney, and anyway I came back. Uh, I was supposed to have a uh, a rental place organised by Peter Moore, but that fell through, and Gus was at the airport to pick me up when I got there, so it was just me and Gus, and I said well, where am I where am I staying? And he said oh look the place has fallen through, you can stay with me for a couple of weeks, and. A year later, I was still there. I didn't pay any board. It was gold. You know, Gus's parents sort of looked after the place. Gus wasn't a good housekeeper. I was a better housekeeper than him. And I tried to do my bit, but that is like washing up. I didn't pay for anything. Washing up and drying and that sort of stuff. But that, that, that lasted a year until I got the arse from there as well. <laughs> and it ended up at, at Penrith. Gus went to Penrith, I think, at the end of 89. And I went with him. I wasn't coaching there, but I was an assistant coach, so yeah. all I did was get coffees and donuts, <laughs> and I didn't do much, just hung around, and that, that fell through anyway. I, I thought, oh, well, that's the end of it. And out of the blue, I got a call from 2KA, which was a local radio yes. station at Penrith. used yeah. to call the time, were they? Yeah, uh, yeah they did sponsor that. They ga- did
0: the Panthers games, didn't they? They did,
3: and they did all the Panthers games. We went away. I, I think we did all of them. I don't know if we went to Brisbane or whatever, but we did most of them and went away and called the games. And, um, With Sando. Sando was oh, there what a Brian great Sanders
0: man. Former traffic oh, man At Triple M yeah, For is. many many years Is he still doing it No 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 I don't no. think so No 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 What, so, what a well, great operator Great operator, great operator. Yeah. Good motor racing guy too
3: Yeah was well, he I, I didn't know he was a motor racing guy But he, he called the footy okay There was him Me And then on the sideline We had Robert the Beanbag Meekings He <laughs> <laughs> was fatter than me <laughs> Even though I'd been retired a couple of years, I, I plonked it on pretty quick, but he, he was on the sideline and we, we just had a bit of fun. I mean, I, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I, I just had a bit of fun with him and, and that's how it started. Then I just got a couple of offers here and there and ended up at 2GB, which has been, I've been there, well, I've been there twice. I've been sacked from several places. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't think it's for non-performance, just maybe Hadley didn't like me much, Um but uh, and I've been back at T G B now for, I don't know, probably 12, 13 years. And it's been fantastic for me. I've, I've had lucky enough to do the bit of television along the way as well. So my wage went from basically nothing to something I never expected to wow. get for doing something I loved. But now that I've got the arse from nine and um, nine <laughs> are now owning two GB. <laughs> oh know, that's no, that's not awkward at all. <laughs> this is the last year of my contract. I'm I'm sort of wondering whether where I'm going to be next year. So that Triple M, you're free agent. Come?
0: Oh, possibly. Mm, interesting. I hope yeah,
3: not. For you, yeah. Interesting. well, it's not me. It's As nice you can tell, I've got I've got, no nah. I've got
0: no stroke at Triple M. Nah, I've got, to, I've got to save myself before I can try and get others. No, at my please,
3: board. mate. I don't want to leave, but because I have enjoyed my time there immensely, there's been a changing of the guard there. No, Hadley. No uh, bozo. Yes. So it has changed a bit, and it's and add to the fact of what's going on at the moment with no football. It's sort of very different. It's very different, but it's similar to what we've done for most of the time I've been there. Anyway, just talk crap.
2: Didn't you say, darrell Speaking about that, but mm. when you started calling, you were very, very serious and trying to break it down. But it was when you started to have a bit more fun where your shares really went bang.
3: Yeah. I think I realised after a little while I should be myself, mm. you know, whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but I've I've tried to do that throughout most of my career. I haven't taken it all that seriously, um, but I realise there's, you know, I've made a, a good life for myself out of it the last 10 years or so, mm. so I do take it seriously, but I, I, I don't try to be serious when
0: I'm doing it. This is why Daryl succeeds, or one of the reasons. Radio exposes who you are. You can't bullshit who you are, mm. and you've said it, you'd Uh-oh. be yourself. It, Everyone eventually on radio has to be themselves because you're on for, what, five hours? Like reality TV. Your real personality is... It's not like television where you can be polished and you can read a script Mm. and you can have someone else iron out the cracks, iron out the the creases. And that's why I think Daryl is so loved and a star because um, uh, you see who the real... Radio exposes exactly
2: who you are. It, very yeah. punctual too, isn't he, Shorty? We wake up this morning to a text message. Oh. Somebody, what time, what time
1: well, was mate, that? No, oh, six thirty.
3: We're, we're supposed to be doing something. I thought this morning at half past seven. So I, I hardly slept last night. I was tossing and turning, worrying about what I was going to do. But I've got up, whatever time, six o'clock, and sent a couple of texts. What time are we off? Blah blah blah. And I said, No, it's. 7.30 tonight.
1: So. <laughs> Good little segue into what we're doing, Joe. I don't want to fill the, fill the punters in. Yes. Hopefully, so, hopefully this will be, uh, well, be out in time.
0: Well, most people will probably listen to this after, but it's okay. actually interesting to hear after. Yes. To hear what your thoughts were going into this strange old it's probably, experiment. probably
2: probably going on YouTube as well, but tonight... And you were invited, Dan, but you've got your Fox commitment, so that's fair enough. So tonight, uh, Daryl will come in for Dan... Sean the Trader will be there. He'll be on the sideline eye. Sideline eye, yeah. Yeah. Side line, Tony Gay, sideline <laughs> eye. Keeping an eye on the sports bet, uh, the meters and all those sorts That's of right. things. Um, so we're calling a simulated match, right? It's a com- computer match. Computer versus computer. We're State calling. of origin. State of origin. Yep. Daryl's picked his Queensland team. Yes. I've picked my New South Wales team. This time last year... Daryl. Oh, here we go. Dan said... I said, Reed Marnie's that close to playing Origin. He'll be playing Origin within 12 months. He laughed. Mm. He's playing tonight. He's in my team. Oh, I <laughs> think it's, it's not a real match. It is. Real as they come now. Now, I've seen your oh. New South Wales team
1: ah. sure. Very, very vanilla. I expected a lot more from you. You reckon? Very vanilla, yeah. But for me, it is, isn't it? Very. You're yeah. well, the, the, the you chairman done? of the idea. was in those teams. You've got
3: oh. so many choices. Queensland are a bit limited in their choices, so... You know, there's a lot of the blokes who have been there for the last few years yeah. in my side. The gr- side. The great news is that Val Holmes is back, so he'll he'll yes. be there. And I, I'm with you on Reed Marnie. I think he's a super player. Super I think player. he's the I think he's the number nine for Queensland this year.
2: Mm. We watched the actually Dan. I watched speaking about dummy halves. I
0: watched your call of the Raiders Tigers game. Oh, that was odd. That was an odd. <laughs> no, honestly, an odd exercise. How do you? Yeah. I, I've never felt so uncomfortable going into something. Did you did you not rehearse, but did you have an idea of what you were gonna? I only say? I did not watch any no, replay. That's good. So Daryl, they've had us call old games, Yes, yep. right, and um, classics. So the first game I did was two thousand three Roosters Bulldogs, right? It was the, the 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 grand final that never was, and all I remember was Matt Utah scoring in the corner. I remember that, but I don't remember anything else. It was actually a pretty ordinary game, but yeah. but because I went in, we went in. Brandy called it with me as well. And we went in fresh. It was good. It was almost, everything was spontaneous. So to answer your question, mm. Sean, now obviously 89 grand final, um, you know McNeil gets ankle tapped. You remember mm. Benny Elias yeah. hitting the crossbar. You remember the ridiculous Bruce Maguire penalty. But everything else in the game, uh, I so I hadn't seen for years. Mm. And Fox ran replays, but they're 60-minute replays. This is the full hundred. So there's You get a much better Appreciation Like Brad Clyde Wow uh, Like yep. How is he not in the Immortal discussion If he I, no, I, I have this theory If he was yeah, in the media he, I think he'd be in the Immortal discussion
3: You know what I'm going to call it here That's one of the first Dates I ever went on With my missus I took her to that Grand final. Wow <laughs> 100 minutes Of the best, best 100 minutes she's ever had With me. <laughs> <laughs> 101. No, that was later. Uh, but that was one of the first dates we actually went on. I went with one of my uncles who came down from Brisbane and uh, we went to that game. I, I think it is the best grand final I've ever seen. I, I still think it is. I know there's been some cracking ones and probably the Cowboys and Broncos yeah, a yeah. few years ago. I'm a big Sharks fan and their one was a great game too. Yeah. But I, I think... That is the best grand final I've seen.
0: That's a big call from Darrell to because remember back in the day, the football stadium tickets was rare as hens teeth. It was mm. so hard to get a ticket, and mm. you decided you must have you must have known that, that Darling was the real thing because to, to give her a grand final ticket that early in the in the <laughs> yeah. courtship.
3: Well, no, it wasn't that. It was the first time I'd taken her out. I'd been with her for six months. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, but it was it, it was a good day. I had a really good day. And... And we we don't worry. We are in the bleachers somewhere. We weren't yeah, in any, any great spot, but it was just one of the great days. And as I've said before, I, 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 the game itself had everything. And you just described three or four different things that turned the game. Yeah, you know, in in various ways. But I'm now a great mate of uh, Gary Freeman's. I've ended up working with Gary for an, for a number of years when I was selling poker machines. I sold poker machines for over. Over 20 years, and Gary was. Can we talk about that later? Absolutely. Yeah. Gary was part of it, and, and, and I've got to say, I I'd never knew Gary, and then I've, I met him once at a leagues club, Canterbury Leagues, after a game once, and I thought, oh, he's not a bad bloke. And then I watched him on the field, and he just annoyed the shit out of me, <laughs> you know, and I thought, I don't like this bloke. I, you know, there's blokes on the field you just don't yeah. like, but when you meet them, they're no. different people. Yeah. But he is a champion bloke, and, uh, you know, I hope he's well at the moment. He's, he's still in the
0: poker machine game, you know. <laughs> How do you sell a poker machine in the sense of, I mean, they they all should make bucket loads of money. So, how do you differentiate one from the other? It
3: was easy in the old days when uh, the machines, all the different companies, there's probably, let's say, there was half a dozen different companies. Every machine was pretty similar insofar as it made the same amount of money per month for the club. Mm. So, basically, you sold yourself. Yeah, You know, you were not not selling yourself as in, the, in a bad way, but you tried to get on with them, and if they liked you, they'd probably buy some machines off you. But that all changed after a while when um, Aristocrat brought out the Queen of the Nile. I don't know if you remember oh, the, yeah. the Pyramids. The yes. And that was head and shoulders. Fond memories, Dan. Mate, head and shoulders above any poker machine. Poker Immortal? Uh, no doubt. <laughs> and, it, and they went from being, you know, The same as, you know, the others like Pacific, IGT, whoever else were in the business, Olympic. um, They just went straight to the top. And Mm. the the aristocrat blokes were just selling 10 to our one, you know.
0: Would the bloke who invented the, I don't know, the the mathematical formula for Queen of the Nile, would he make serious money? Or or Uh, is it basically aristocrat pay? Here's a fee. Thanks thanks for the theory. See you later. Dan,
3: I don't know. I don't know. But I imagine they would have... It would have been someone working for them, I would think, who came up with the idea and the game, and uh, you would think he would have been well-rewarded because you can go around clubs today and still they're there. still there. Mm-hmm. They're still there. And they're a very popular yeah. machine. You know, yeah. and in, But in those days, it was ridiculous. Like, you know, j- just pulling figures out of my butt here. A normal poker machine might make for the club, let's say, 3000 a month. Mm. These were making 15000 a month. Oh, Jesus. They were just... So popular.
1: And would you get a clip from the from the club of the of the table, Or did you actually no. sell them the machine? No, we'd, was
3: it? we'd sell them the machine and we'd get commissioned from whoever we were working for, the poker okay. machine company, you know, maybe twice a year. So it was good. Early days was mm. great. But, you know, if I was working for Aristocrat, it would have been just party time. But yeah. we're a different mob and it was hard. It was hard work there. Anyway, I got out of it after 20. Well, I was 20 years there. Totally yeah, the reason it. I
2: brought that up about Reed Marnie yeah. Benny Elias. And you tweeted about this. Oh, what a game. I'd forgotten how good he was. He would kill it in today's game.
3: He was a superstar. Was he better
2: than Steve Walters? Because I grew up just thinking Steve Walters was clear-cut the best hooker in the game. Watching Steve uh, Walters play. Different
3: players. I'm a Steve Walters fan. Mate, I'm a Roy Simmons fan too. Roy Simmons and Steve Walters were probably similar in a lot of ways. Whereas Benny Benny had the the flair and the ability to kick a field goal, kick the ball. You know, he was showy. He was flashy Benny. But he's still a damn in good player. Like, wasn't he just in the game? Oh, was a hell of a player. No no doubt he was a hell of a player. He was as annoying as anything, though. <laughs> you know, the other two blokes weren't quite as annoying. It's a great story about when Steve Walters was playing against Benny one day when there's Belmona. You probably know it, Dan. I could hear you laughing there. Where, where Benny's taking his time to get to the scrum, and Steve Walters yells out, yells out to him, Benny, can you hurry up, mate? I've got a test to play
1: <laughs> next weekend. Yeah, and, and that's what it was. Like, there was great
3: rivalry between Benny and Mario, you know, and. Mario M- Mario can say that it's all over and whatever, but they hate each other. I've got do, no doubt they still <laughs> dislike each other. <laughs> but there is, was does great Mario rivalry. hate
0: Benny more than Benny hates Mario? Uh, I don't
3: know. I think it's probably evenly shared. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, but they, they go on as if they're mates, and I've seen it before. It may have been on the footy show. It might have been yeah, a number of was, years that ago. That was so awkward. Wonderful yeah. television. Yeah, well, it might have been where they said, okay, we're mates again, and then it just got... <laughs> you know, because Benny Benny used to get the better of him verbally, I think. He used to annoy Murray. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great TV. So
0: you said 87, you won reserve grade. Now, you won the first grade with Cambridge didn't you? In 84? 84, yeah. So what is it like winning reserve grade? Because I imagine a lot of people come in and out of the team. Yeah. You're trying to win a first grade. But you're, you're winning on grand final day.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't want to be in reserve grade. And I knew it was going to be my last year. Graham Murray coached us in reserve grade that year. He's a great coach mm. and a great bloke. Yeah. Unfortunately, no longer yeah. with us. Uh, the circumstances were Tim Sheens was first grade coach at Penrith in 87. And he brought out this time trial that you had to run every Tuesday night before training. It was two and a half Ks. And the forwards had to run it, I think, in under 10 minutes. And the backs had to run it in under nine and a half minutes, I think it was. And if you didn't do it, you got dropped down a grade. You couldn't play. Anyway, long story. But they, I used to get picked in first grade most weeks. And then after I ran the time trial, I'd be on the bench for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> My time was that poor. Yeah, yeah. I just I couldn't do it. But I did it on a couple of occasions. But that was with the help of... There's a couple of young blokes who wanted me... Brandy was one. Yeah. Johnny Cartwright. Yeah. And blokes like that who... who yeah, I'm not trying to... You know, wrapped myself too heavily, but they wanted me to play first yeah. grade, and they actually at times got behind me and physically pushed me, like with their hands, to run the, oh. the trial. They did it a few times, and wow. I did it a couple of times. But you know, it just ended up there. Ended up being a bit of a rift, really, between myself and and Tim. And I I, I, I don't I don't hold grudges with a lot of people, but I. And, I, and I've, I'm over it with Tim. You know, I've moved on with my life and so is he. But, and I've had dinner with him since then and and whatever. But I, I think it was the beginning of the end for me mm. with regards first grade play. So hey, bro,
2: bro, he he put me in reserve grade too. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I was a better player than you. <laughs> you
3: can't social distancing. Did he? So you're dirty on cheating too? Ah, well, well they want the cards. I'm not so dirty I can't complain. on him. I'm I just I disappointed how it ended. I, I would have liked to have finished mm. in first grade. But I finished playing reserve grade. Grand final with, with a great coach and a great bloke, Graham Murray. There was a, lot, there was a few blokes in that side, like um, Jeff Gerrard was in the reserve, yeah. great yeah. side. Uh, there
0: were uh, been some young uh, Brad, ones coming Brad through. Brad Izzard, too. I think, yeah. was in the side. There really? was a few
3: who couldn't run the time, so we ended up playing Reggie's.
2: <laughs> he still does that tr- time trial, or he did in 2005. Yeah. And I'll tell you, he was bloody hopeless. And it goes to show that these things don't always translate yeah. onto the field. Brett Hodgson was hopeless, right? Was he? Really? I, I would beat Brett Hodgson in every metric <clears throat> of training. And rightly so, he was the fullback in the team. So it's not all about mm. what happens away from game day. Oh, well, yeah. You know, like sometimes football is just footballers. And he was a brilliant player, Brent Hodgson, yeah. and deserved to be well, that fullback.
0: Two players I worked with, Gordy and Wendell, ta- tell me Steve Renoff was one of the worst trainers I've ever seen. You imagine now, with the time trial, he's probably mm. that fast, he'd make it anyway. But can you imagine if you set something uh, the same unique, uh, the same stand for everyone and he fa- Are you Are going to drop Steve Renoff now? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't say that, Dan, because under Sheens, there's a bloke called Matt Reek. Do you remember him? Yeah, from, he played
3: for Penrith as well. He's a winger.
2: He was the fastest player in the comp at the time by space, but he didn't get much of a go because he would come last by a country mile in the mm. two and a half k run. But this kid was the quickest player you've ever
3: seen. Mm. You know, so. I'm not sure that. that I thought Cheensy changed his tune with that because it, it, it didn't help him. He, like the, the first grade side in 87, I don't know where they finished, but it was towards the tail and they probably shouldn't have, or maybe midfield, I don't know. Mm. But we had a a pretty good second grade, so I went on to win the comp. But he left Penrith at the end of 87 and went to Canberra and started coaching Canberra and, you know, had great success with them. Penrith rose as well. I'm not convinced they they did the time trial down in Canberra. He might have, you know, pulled his head in a little bit there. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was, you know, like Sam Bacco. I think he might have struggled with it. Might have been a few others, but... You know, he ended up going to Canberra and had great success down yeah. there. He's obviously a very good coach. Of course coach. he is. Very yeah. good
0: coach. Now, people would be expecting punting stories, which we're about to get to, because mm. Daryl, in in about five seconds from walking in the door, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was obvious that you are a desperate like the rest <laughs> of us. I mean, I mean, you were taking tips from someone who you said doesn't... I said, is this inside information? Yeah. And you've gone... No. I said, oh, well, do they know what they're doing? No. And yet you've backed the horse anyway. Well, it was Erin Marlin. <laughs> well, I didn't want to name her. I, no. I, I respect
1: and like oh, Erin. Dan, Dan, as mate, can, I'm a as general a rule, tip. when you get a tip for a 20-to-1 shot, yeah. you back it. You have to. I, I'm you a have sucker to. for a tip.
3: I, I love a tip. Like, I even take some of Joel's. Joel, I'll tell you the story. Joel's part of a syndicate that we've got locally oh, here in Cronulla. How much regret Dan, There's about seven regret. or eight of us in it. Coach Flanagan or assistant coach Flanagan, I should say, he's in it. A yeah. um, couple of the gentle boys, Coiny. Uh, Coiny and there's a few others. It's, it's not a bad little group.
1: A lot of well, pain on show his face here. I'm in a, the, the early this.
3: days,
0: be some good banter. I'm tipping.
3: Joel has only been sort of dragged into it this year because we had a one of the members had to pull out, and so we, well, not we, the bloke who runs it, Dave Gentle, thought it'd be a good idea to get a replacement in. And that was Joel. And I thought, oh yeah, let's get Joel and he'll be fine. Uh, anyway, within about I don't know, a day or two of Joel being part of the syndicate, he tried to run it. He wanted things changed.
0: That, that sounds right. And yeah. mate,
3: every Saturday when no one does this, he sends in twenty tips. 20? I just
0: about twenty? About twenty tips. I <laughs> it on.
3: And then they're all about two dollars like ten.
0: I, like, I like that tip sheet. No, but I'm not gonna mate, make that take that. But you take if
3: you can have the tip sheet, they're all about two dollars <laughs> ten. I think first week two of them might have saluted. Anyway,
0: now, the first we're, week was
3: we're, a golden week. And well, thought, I can't remember. Anyway, we're, free money. we're all blowing up. We're all blowing up. So this bloke's an idiot, blah blah blah. He's tipped us all these crap horses. Later in the day, I, I don't know if he's had a couple of beers 90% or not. come from Sean the no, trader. I don't care, I don't. I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming you because you give him to us. Joel.
0: Yeah. Take your punishment after like a man,
3: yeah. after we've all had the worst day in the history of betting. Ooh. He sends a tweet. Oh, how good's this it's got! Twenty five percent of the quaddie. <laughs> <laughs> he paid thirty six oh, thousand or something. I said, so this Mate, bloke go. this bloke, really pissing me off. So how many people in the punters club? I was about seven or eight. Okay. Peggy's no so got half no, a leg, so, well, he's got well, nothing.
2: Have you, yeah. have you booted him? There oh, well, well, hang on. So he's um, just spent the last five minutes waxing lyrical about my <laughs> ill performance, right? Yeah. There's eight of us in the tipping club, Do right? you know who's ahead. actually leading the punters club? <laughs> oh. This is how bad these blokes are. <laughs> I'm leading it. Oh,
3: Jesus. Oh, talk
2: about wood ducks.
3: Yeah, yeah. We, we had a fat weekend. You're just lucky one weekend. You're back to winner. We've got some blokes having back to winner about eight years. One bloke has a half a leg. He's just had no luck at all. Peggy. He's just hopeless. <laughs> Peggy <laughs> smokes, drinks, does a lot. Yeah. Just hopeless. Oh. But anyway, that's a great it was a great syndicate to the piano man. The
1: Punners Club. That's one of the it one of the great things, man. isn't it? But I think it's, it's just, a great it's
0: revealer of character, the punters Club. Because you see if someone goes for the twenty to one shot, they've got a nice nice ego and yeah. they're trying to be a hero. But you see the ones that just they just have the minimum result just to try and keep the thing ticking over. Maintain strike. Yes. Well see exactly. this
3: year there's a there's a If you're running the bottom four, you have to shout the others out to dinner at one of the more expensive joints around
0: here. So that's a
3: reason that we're all desperate to back some winners (laughs) this year. I'm actually none from one, so I'm desperate to get another crack.
0: You should have a promotion relegation. Yeah.
3: Last goes. I'll be... Well, Well, I've I've called for Peggy, my friend. To already, not have another bet this year, just be a financial member but doesn't get a bet because it's hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> silent, tester, a silent partner proxy. of the punters' club. I'm happy for him to be a silent partner but just doesn't get to have a bet. <laughs> oh.
2: I uh, I actually, at one stage, I was copping and pasting. It was just abuse <clears> deluxe. <laughs> and I just wanted out. You know, I just had enough of this. Like, whatever I'm going to win, it's going to go in text message expenditure. It's been a million text messages. So I said, boys, here's a tip this thing will win. And if it doesn't, I'm out. Right?
0: And the bloody thing won. You can't believe it. I was so disappointed in the <laughs> <laughs> best, I, don't think I didn't get that tip. Best punting result. Not even necessarily financial. Same question as we asked us mm. last week. But the, the the fondest memory of your punting career.
3: Mate, I've got a mate who tips me a few of Bjorn Baker's horses. And we had a good run with a... I can't remember the name of the horse. It came over. Won the Australian Oaks. His father, I think, had it. And it, it was favourite for the Caulfield Cup only about two or three years ago. And... I forget the name of yeah, it, but it was a, it a really the, good horse. Hey, did it win the Caulfield Cup? No, it didn't. Start started favourite, and, okay. and and I think it broke down, had a bit of an injury, and, and and didn't win. So I had a great success with that. So this bloke, I used to call him the King. What was the name Bond of Bond something? Bonneval. Yeah, Bonneval. 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 Yeah. That was it, and it was very good horse to me. But so this bloke, after tipping me this horse a few times when it won, I started calling him the King. I thought this bloke is the King, <laughs> but little did I know, is like previous ten years, he was just shit <laughs> <laughs> Tipping was bad. So anyway, we end up having a really good run through the Baker stable because he's a good friend of Bjorn's and we they had a tremendous run about three years ago yeah. and, and so did we. But one day I'm, I'm sitting at home and he said, oh, I've got some mail for Townsville. And I thought, Townsville? And this was say a Monday and Townsville was on on the Friday. Mm. So I said, oh, all right so I, 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 they hadn't put the fields up and there's no odds or anything like that so on the thursday i remembered it I thought, oh there's a right he's got these two horses in it townsville today so i um i got on the tab and i had some money in there and i thought i'll oh, i'll have a bet i'll t- I'll have an all up this one into the next one and i thought they were he got good mail from someone anyway so i've had the I had a little bit on it actually it was a decent amount first one into the second one i just took top tote no fixed odds were out on the Mm. markets at that stage and yeah, well, I got up on the Friday morning and just had a look at it and the markets came up the first one was 14 to 1 the second one was like 16 to 1 I said Jesus Christ <laughs> I said what's he doing <laughs> anyway we got the football that night we we're out at ANZ I can't remember what game it was but the first race the whole first tip was in about three o'clock race so I don't leave to go to ANZ till about four so so I watched this at home Anyway, it's one and one by about two lengths, fourteen dollars or something. It's paid, like not, it. so I've had a decent crack at it. I, like I almost it. rang you up mm. to see if I could, you know, quick take H- the money out, what's yeah. it, take it out or whatever, because I know in the second league it was about fifteen dollars. Cut a long story short, I'm sitting in it at uh, ANZ Stadium, watching it on my phone. The second league, third on the fence the whole way, just pulls out in the straight and just straight past. Wins easily, so I've gone like fourteen into fifteen dollars. So all
0: turned
3: twenty to one. Yeah, all up, and had a decent crack at like. Wow! I, I had two hundred on it.
0: Oh. Oh. So oh,
3: hello! I turned two hundred <laughs> into about nearly forty thousand, or around that, mate. It
0: was. Oh, what a feeling! Daryl yeah. sent me that,
2: those those texts, right? And they were on fire, yeah. and I I don't know if I backed it myself. If I did, it was for a minimal amount, but I forwarded it on and to my father in law's mate. Uh, well, I can call him, you know, Glenn, He he and his mate Chipper. Who aren't big punters, right? Yeah. They've won 15 grand. They've yeah. had the all up mm. as well. They've won 15 grand. And I've come off training the boys on the Friday night, as you say, and there was just a bombardment of text messages mm. from those yeah,
3: two. And a few other blokes as yeah. well, a few mates of mine. But the the funny story about it is. Having seen the King about three months later, and we're just discussing, you know, what a great thing. I said, who'd you get those tips off? He said, oh, I met a bloke in a pub when I was up in, in Mackay. He said, what, what do you mean? He said, oh, he was the trainer of these two horses, and he's just a battler, and he just tipped them to me. so I tipped them to you, blokes. Like, there was no decent it was like, male. It nah. was just a fluke. Yeah, <laughs> But they both won quite easily, and it was, it's the well best fun. result of my life. The
1: King. Is yeah. he still known as the King? Uh, well, or his, he- his,
3: his tips haven't been as good in the last few years, <laughs> I must admit. I still call him the king out of courtesy, but I think it's slipped off a little bit. I'd the crowns in the mud at the is moment. Is he in our punters club? There's one player no, no, the, in our no, punters club. No, the king club. in our punters club is Coiny. That's Coiny. Yeah. Okay, so I'm missing
2: one player. You know when you're in the thread, I don't know who they all are. I know seven of the eight, and I thought yeah. the king might
0: be out so there. So the king's coining. Now, so you're working on that Friday. You've got yep. 40000 in the account. Do you withdraw straight away? Uh,
3: I think so. Yes.
0: Yeah, I did. <laughs> working Saturday, I'm guessing. I'm thinking Golden Century on a Saturday night.
3: Oh, no, I'm a bit old now, mate. I, we, we worked on the Saturday. We might have had to call a game, I think, on the Saturday night as well. So oh. we, we wouldn't have finished until, you know, I don't know, oh, 8 o'clock You or want to like celebrate that. this yeah. 40 oh, Mate, I was pretty happy. I didn't want my missus to find out too early. <laughs> but uh, I had to tell her. I was that excited. And, you know, I, I took the money out and I actually put it in. I think I paid it off the house or something. Yeah, I did something smart way. with it for yeah. a change, you know.
0: Hey, question for you, Sean, and mm. also you, Joel. Um, Daryl talked about a tip there and that turned out to be a bit of a fluke, but of of all the people that could give tips, owners, trainers, jockeys, people in and around racing, who what sort of band of people do you trust the most when you get a tip? Because the got a, jockey will always tip its own thing.
1: Yeah, and I like the camp, you want the camp to be tipping its own runners, don't you? So I, I don't I've got a pretty select um, group of tipsers that I follow. And they're mainly traders from work. So your, your group's probably a little bit wider than mine, Shug. You might be able to expand a little bit more. Yeah, no. I'm going the non-Bobby Gambler route. Like yeah, yeah, last yeah. Week. No,
2: uh, I, whenever I get a tip from a connection, I an owner, it means nothing to me. Because mm, they're right. all every, there's every positive message coming out of those ones. But I, Sean, the trader here, that, I want to know about a good kill that you've had. Yeah. Well, or oh. one of the boys have had. You was all charged into one of the Melbourne Cup runners a couple of years ago, didn't you?
1: Yeah, what was that called? Um, come back to me. Put me on the spot. I'll, yeah, think, I'll cross think of the name. Cross-counter, cross that was it. Yeah, that was a big go. Ten to one, I think, that day. And we sent one of the boys in to back it, didn't we? And it was... Yeah, call the card. They knocked a... So one of our boys, so
2: he's that, he's that well regarded. They sent him to the call of the card, right? He's that sharp. And to back whoever he liked for the trading team. And he backed cross-counter. He was declaring it. And, mm. and he was absolutely declaring it, wasn't he? Mm-hmm.
1: Very bullish, yeah, and they don't come off that often. Obviously, the Melbourne Cup's hard to win, but that year yeah. that was a that was a special year. the The roar in the um, and it was a winner for the company as well. So there was all there was everything to be excited about. But the roar from the training for that day was something to something
0: wow. To what to a sports be. okay. So when it, when Sportsbet has a great day, I imagine Saturday would have been a good day for Sportsbet because <coughs> they were all buddy twenty to one. Yeah. Rubisaki. Rubisaki was... Rube-Sake, a was suck it. of a day. Yeah, Rubisaki... Made things a bit more of a punch. put a small touch But like on ratings day, day. <clears throat> at, at a radio station, no, it depends if it's a great day, they'll take you out or they'll get you pizza or something. Please tell me sports bet lavish it up when you have a monster day.
1: <laughs> uh, when you do, they do. Yeah, I mean, when it, yeah, when it comes to... Well, Mel- actually, it must be said, Melbourne Cup... Because I've got Wolf
0: of Wall Street images about what Sportsbet... Nah, not no, that's not a, quite, not okay quite. quite. Mel- Melbourne <laughs> Melbourne
1: Cup night is one of the great nights... On the sports bet social calendar, yes. down in Melbourne, and we had it might have been that year actually. I've been to when, one of those. Yeah, okay. That was years ago. In? I know. How did I get in? <laughs> and then I,
0: I'd, I'd send an email to Benny Hawes. I oh, mate loved it. If mm. uh, ticket if, it, if yeah. it came up again, never got a reply. <laughs> it was
1: if it was the cross counter um, year and the bar tab. It was it was open slightly. Usually it's it's beer and wine to start with, and once we get a little bit loose, the spirits might come out. But it was. It was all systems go from the start yeah. Anyway, I think we hit 25k bar tab Within yeah. a matter of well a couple of hours mm. The CEO's got dragged over by his PA Whatever it was Sorry mate, we're at, we're at 25k He just goes, take it to 50 Let's oh, go man. all the way that, that was one of the great That's nights That's a good day yeah. Yeah. Was, Emac, Emac, best on ground that speaking night Speaking
3: of uh, Melbourne Cup days I had one I went to, I've been to Melbourne a couple of times But I've, I've enjoyed them when they're in Sydney I go to the races in Sydney a lot with mm. a few mates and uh, one day I'd backed, leading into the Melbourne Cup, I'd backed Red Cadot Oh, wow. For, through no reason other than I heard an interview on the radio about two months before the Melbourne Cup and they were saying, oh, this horse will come over. Um, if, if it's wet, it'll be hard to beat. Anyway, it was $41. So I backed it once and I looked at it again another day after I must have had a win. I backed it again. Anyway, I backed it three times at $41 on every occasion. Yes. You remember the, remember the race? It, it, the first time, Duna beat yeah. it. Uh, I was on and the I, other thing. I was so lucky. I, I, I was on... I thought Red Cadeau would... I, I thought it on? had won. Please tell me you had it each way. A little bit uh, each I, way. I actually... Mate, I had $20 on the Quinella with Den. So oh! I, uh, it ended up being a nice result for <laughs> oh, me, God. but it sh- could have been so much better. And I, and I was actually at the races that day, and I, I don't know whether you blokes are like that. It might be the blokes I'm, I mix with because we... We'll start our first beer at about 11. Yes. <laughs> and by the time the race that's is right on, sounds right. whatever <laughs> time it is, you know, we've had 20 or something beers. And I, and I must admit, in the race, I had no idea what colours it was. I didn't know where it was. All I know is a close finish because after the finish, like everyone's jumping up in and you can't hear the race. No. I said to some bloke near me, I said, what's that thing on the outside? He said, oh, it's Red Cadeau. I said, I backed it. I might have, <laughs> I might think it's one. <laughs> and the photo took like forever, didn't it? Yeah, it was, I don't know, not... four or five minutes oh. to come up with it anyway mm. it's got beaten and i was filthy but then i i reckon it took me half an hour to work out that i had a quinella with with the winner so and then i ended up okay but i geez i was dirty but then two days later i had a horse called Emmeline, which wasn't a bad horse with a few blokes uh steve gillis who's my manager Laurie daly's in it ricky stewart's in it anyway it was racing uh in melbourne on the thursday Oak day oaks day hmm. And it had only had two starts. It had won, I think, at Caloundra, and then it ran second at Doom. And it was a bit unlucky. Anyway, they decided to take it. Liam Birchley had it. Decided to take it to Melbourne for this race. I said, mate, why are we taking this to Melbourne? <laughs> it, you know, it can't win. It couldn't, it couldn't win at Doombin the other yeah, day. Yeah. It's running in a big race down in Melbourne. And he said, uh oh, a chance. What price down $16. Oh, nice. And anyway, it's won on the Thursday. We're, and we were so excited. We're all there. I mean, Take and, us through the race. Oh, uh, well, mate, it through the race, it was, it was down the straight, straight six, I think it was. And it was a decent race. It was a listed race. And um, it was back, and then it just started getting through. And at about 200 out, we thought, this is going to win. <laughs> so we're jumping up and down. Like it was owning a race horse yeah, yeah. to win at Flemington. Yeah phenomenal That's in a, a dream, big isn't? day it was just phenomenal because oh, you're in the mounting yard yeah. and, you know you're there and there's James Cummings over there and you know Friedman there whoever all the big wigs there and I'm thinking how hey, good this <laughs> you know and the horse won it, w- it was brilliant and then you get to go into the owners little there's a bar there where they take the winning owners in there to have a celebratory champagne or a beer or whatever you want so we all went in there and I had a decent go at it at 16 to 1 and I think most of us did but Laurie I said, "What you having?" It Laurie he said, "You know what? I forgot the back." oh <laughs> <no>. <laughs> L- Laurie just loves the occasion. L- yeah. Laurie's a champion bloke. Tooth just love the occasion. Two
2: thousand and thirteen, similar experience. It's Melbourne Cup Day, and I love the Melbourne Cup. My dream's always to be to win a Melbourne Cup, and we've got a horse called Salon Soldier running in the race, which is the second best race of the day. And what happens is the rules on Cup Day is you're allowed to go in the owner's enclosure the moment the race before yours finishes. The race before us is the Melbourne Cup. All right. So we're now bashing <laughs> down the doors, right? <laughs> yeah. so, so we charge in there, and all the fanfare's going on. And Gay Waterhouse for Fiorentes won her first cup. Um, so anyway, we're looking around, and there's a lady in a green VRC vest. I said, Where do I go to see the winner talking about the next race? Yeah. She said, Sir, you've just missed them. They've all gone up there. So I'm absolutely shinless. subtitles are needed, right? <laughs> Surprise, surprisingly. So we get up there and I've lost all the boys and there's a lady, I'll never forget her name, Margaret, mid-80s, holding a tray of champagne, hands me the champagne, I just give her a big kiss, right? And she, I scull the champagne, she smiles, gives me another champagne, she said, sir, you've just won the Melbourne Cup, what a feeling. Right? <laughs> so I run with that life. So I said, I said Margaret, it's surreal. Oh. It it, it feels like it hasn't happened She says go and enjoy it sir And it was the most sedate crowd And I've met Gay Waterhouse before So for me I've got to get out of this room Before Gay turns back up She's doing all the media commitments So we're in there Blah 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 blah. Time flies when you're having fun There's a small screen in the corner I can't believe I'm in this winner's room Right Small screen in the corner And number five with check sleeves Goes into the barrier Right I said guys I've got to run I'll see you at the party tonight I've got another runner Going on now right so around the corner they come. There's plenty of room for Cassidy. And Cassie on Salon Soldier says, let's go. We've won the bloody race, <laughs> right? Boys are climbing all over each other and the boys take off. I don't know where we're going. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm greeted by this open to your face. <laughs> Margaret. Margie. Margie.
3: Margie. Sir. Not again. Two in a row on
2: cup day. Another big kiss. <laughs> another champagne scald, right? She said, I've been here for 35 years. I've never seen two in a row on Cup Day, right? (laughs) I said, Margie, can I tell you a secret? Oh, please, no. You didn't. I did. I said, can I tell you a secret? She said, uh, yes, sir, I'm the vault. You can tell me anything. I said, I can't explain this, but for some reason, this feels better than winning the Cup. (laughs) She said, go and enjoy it. It was the greatest day of all time.
0: um,
3: What about you, Dan? Are you involved in the horses?
0: I, I had my first purchase when I say purchase 5%, I got involved in Breeny's operation because I always wanted I always wanted to have a Richard Friedman horse because mm-hmm. I love Rich. And I know, I know he takes care of his horses and takes care of the people involved. So um, we got this thing that it was $7,000 for a 5% share and it was just before I got punted by Triple M. So I got punted by them and then they picked me up casually. So... I I thought oh shit I'm in deep now I I've, I've, I've just spent 7000 I probably can't afford but anyway Prince George we called it and but there are a lot of raps on it but it did it 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 needed a knee operation before its oh. first run <laughs> and then I knew it was stuffed when it had to get gelded I thought yeah, oh, that's, that's not good that. that's not good and then it had 13 runs for one second place that was it but I've just bought into another one much less much uh, much cheaper. Mm. Another Bruni uh, Richard horse. So hopefully it comes good. But I'm only, uh, Darrell, I'm only a late. I've always sort of watched racing from afar. My dad was a you know dollar trifecta punter. His thing was first with second and third standout. That was his, that was his trifecta bet. 50, system. That was, f- his, that was system. his system. Yep. 50 cents and obviously two combos. It was a dollar because mm. that was back in the day before you could, you know, flexi or whatever it's called. Um, but it's only in the last sort of three or four years that I've actually started to Get into it. Um, Do but, you have a punt? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And particularly now, Daryl, given there's no sport to bet on. Yeah. So I'm waiting eagerly on Saturday morning for these yeah. blokes to send me a tip sheet. I had a fat day two weeks ago and not a single collect on Saturday. And I yeah. thought, oh, well, that's that's <laughs> racing. No, yeah. But I've had some good Melbourne Cups and, um, uh, you know, it's done all right racing because no one
2: ever finishes in front. Yeah. Hey Daryl, have you got a system? Is there a system that you no. sort of go to? No.
3: Uh well, okay. Well, y- yes and no. I back number sixes. Yeah. For some reason, uh, and I don't know why. I just do. Whether if, the, if like I, I, you know, particularly at the moment we're sitting home, not much to do. I, if the dogs are on. I'll just back number six, mm. whatever price it is, and. Hopefully it wins because I know it's a crap barrier
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: and it price. should always be a decent price. I think the boys will say that, that it's the number one's overshot, so many yeah. people, it's mm. that's unders. Over but, index, Sean, yeah. if you're in a pub, right, mug punting away, having mm. a few beers and looking at the screen, yeah. is there a staple rule for the punters out there? Or? <laughs> no,
1: no, there's not. Keep the money in the pocket <laughs> is the rule, but it's a very hard rule to, to stick by. I remember once I was in the
0: car with my dad and uh, it was Saturday morning. I think he was driving me to cricket. So I, I met was, your dad once. Yeah, he likes you.
3: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Is anyone not like you? Uh the odd one, yes.
0: Yeah, why? Why is that? How do? how is such a lovely man like yourself get into these?
3: Maybe I annoy beefs. the crap out of them occasionally. I, well, I no, try I don't not think I it try is. to I
0: try to stay away from it. I
3: don't like all the bluing and stuff, but you know, you've well, you what it's like. Sometimes two. when you,
1: you know, oh, when so you're in, in, whatever, whatever, in the media or whatever, you day.
3: rub someone the wrong way, and it, you know. That can happen, yeah. In the written media, there's the some wars now. out there, isn't there? <laughs> oh, there's a lot, mate. I mean, there's a, there's so many agendas out there. It's incredible.
2: I introduced two people who clearly, obviously knew each other, and I said, "Ah, oh, blah blah blah." And I can't name them. This is blah blah blah, and it turns out they are
3: mortal enemies, <laughs> mortal. And there's so many of them, isn't there? But it, it happened from when I first started in the media, Joel. I, I. I you know, I, I was like the old days when I was from playing and after a game, you go going to have a couple of beers. Like we'd finished doing the commentary or something at six or six, we go come and have a couple of beers somewhere. And no, they all just went their own separate <laughs> yeah. ways. And I thought, oh, okay. No, and now I'm world. the same. Like I've been doing it for so long now. Yeah. I wouldn't even consider going and having a couple of beers straight after. Out. Just straight home.
0: It's a funny thing. The Sydney media culture is, it's just full of feuds. Whereas in <laughs> Melbourne, I've noticed, they have their Barneys. But then they sort of kiss and make up very quickly. Like mm. Eddie had a had a real red hot crack at yeah. Tony Jones the other day. That was great. That was great. But then really the next not. day they're all, yeah, they're you know, chummy. Yeah, they're all chummy. It's so, like, well, okay. They're both so online blokes, though. Aren't they? But but it, like there it was another one. I remember Neil Mitchell and Eddie had a massive mm-hmm. stink. And then the next day it was revealed they had lunch at the Flower Drum yeah, and everything yeah. was Listen, fine. Well, I'm starting. I've got the protest signal going here.
2: Is it a setup stage? Oh, it's stage great, TV. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. great TV. It's
3: great TV. I'll buy into that. No, I no no, no 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 no. What the Eddie I, thing? I don't I think, think many of them real. are. I, I don't. I don't think many of the blues on television are set ups. So mm. Some of them might be, but I don't yeah. think many are. Yeah, okay.
0: But um. Anyway. Did you enjoy your time on the Footy Show?
3: Yeah, I did. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. That came out of the blue. I you know I was doing the radio and I'm made of uh, Johnny Gibbs and and Fatty. And out of the blue, they asked me if I wanted to go on there one night. I said, "Oh, you bet! I would have loved to." Yeah. And I went, just went on there. I, I did League of Their Own, you know, where the, they send in the videos of the kids running around, and I did a bit of commentary on it. And yeah. they liked that, and I got asked again. And you know, I was sort of doing a bit of part-time stuff with them for a little while, and then got a, uh, not, I wouldn't say a full-time gig. I wasn't on the panel, but I was doing a bit of stuff and. And then I got on the panel and then I had the small talk happen. Well, that was the big one, wasn't the it? The talk small talk was great talk. for me. Yeah, and yeah. the kids loved it. it was, and You know what? The kids loved it. The parents loved it. The grandparents loved it. Um, and it's a shame it's gone. But, you know, it was a nice period of my life.
0: How long would you spend at a, at a school? Uh,
3: we weren't at schools. We were at clubs. Yeah, uh, But we'd we'd get there, say, uh, we'd be there about three hours. Oh, that's not bad. Because
0: obviously those things have got to be edited down to, yeah. to, to be presentable. Oh. That's pretty good that you're only there for three hours. Dan,
3: i got to tell you, the editing of them was brilliant because there were times when I did those things and I walked away thinking, geez, that wasn't very good. Yeah. That's not very good and won't be funny. And I never saw the finished product until it was shown on the screen. And then on most occasions, it was always... Well, on all occasions, it was always pretty good. Like the level of it was tremendous down to pretty good. And in between, anything in between, I, I, and that a lot of it was due to the editing. The editing is very clever. Whoever mm. did the that, editing, that kid falling asleep—that's that, that funny. That, that's the hall of fame. <laughs> I'll never forget it. We were just I was sitting and you know, I was watching him, and I thought, "This kid's nodding off here," and, and he, he, he did fall asleep. And there's you know other ones too where there was a oh, kid bashing another kid in it, and it, it, it was funny. And I actually look at it at home sometimes. I, yeah get it up and just have a look at some of them. And some of them were really funny. Others weren't, but most of them were pretty good.
0: So that came pretty late in your career. So you're a prominent footballer, distinctive look as well. So you would have been well-recognized. The radio for years, but did the footy show change the way people looked at you?
3: No doubt. No doubt. I did did radio for probably 10 years before I ever got on television and the moment I got on television, people started recognising me and, you know, knowing who I was. I probably did Lowe's prior to doing... Yeah, well, I did do Lowe's. I've been doing Lowe's for, for 20 years now, so I was doing Lowe's before I got on television. I was, you know, the ads were on television. There was catalogs and all that sort of stuff. But as soon as I got on television on the footy show, yeah, it did change, and people did recognise me and know who I was, you know, whereas prior to it, I'd have to say no, not really. Not Most people wouldn't have known who I was.
0: Is that the same for you, Joel? Because you, you've done the, um, the, the the sports bet mm. stuff for a few years now. Do you find your recognition factor is almost more, maybe even higher than when you were a player? Oh, easily, yeah. I, I don't
2: think many of the kids these days would even know I played these days. But I'll be so many times, I'll, there's two things that happen. <laughs> They'll just point at me and go sports bet as if that's my name. <laughs> yeah, gamble responsibly. And gamble responsibly. I get that. I get that. I get that every single
0: day. Sean, have you started to get that now that you have got the Get'em on side show on Fox?
1: Yeah, once at Ramwick. Um, I forget what day what was it? late last year, so it must have might have been Everest Day or something. It was the end of the day. This bloke had had a fair bit of drink. We're in the we're in the toilets on the way out of Ramwick, just outside there. Of course. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm standing at the, at the trough doing my business and this bloke walks in he sort of I, I saw him at the corner my eye he sort of looked at me and then looked back and he looks back and he goes oh, you're that dickhead from Sportsbet <laughs> aren't you? I'm like, oh, yes I am. I tipped him into a loser two weeks ago and he, he hadn't forgotten it. Oh, no, he, he had 20 beers and he oh, he'd still remember. It is amazing the punters don't forget.
0: No. Because you don't know God which is him. the one they're going to load exactly. up on. Uh, go what about some... you, Dan? I mean, because yeah. you, 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 you're the same, similar sort of thing, like on radio. There's so, well, a the difference between footy show and Fox Sports News, but anyway, yes.
3: But, I mean, you went from doing the radio to getting your head on television. Yeah.
0: Do, do you find it the 100%. same? 100%. I remember um, I did this little show on ESPN many years ago called Pardon Interruption. It was a yeah. knockoff. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And I was on for 30 seconds a, a show at the end. I used to write the show, but I'd come on as the error guy. I'd tell them what Sam and Russell, whatever errors they made. And I remember being, it was Melbourne Cup Week down at that, um, what's that, is it the atrium at Crown? Yep. Mm. Right. Being recognised there. And that actually frightened me. That Melbourne blokes were recognising me as that guy from the PT. That was a real spin out. But then that show, I was not on that show for much longer. I did a little
3: bit with him, you know. Yeah. Russell and. And Sammy well. Yeah, well, I mate, don't know where they got their money from. I don't know, know where Russell's well. got these days, but Sammy's kicking
0: on, isn't he? Sam, one of the Sa- great Sam's blokes. Great, like, yeah. <laughs> one of the great blokes.
3: You've seen him like at functions. He's just Once. sensational. You,
0: you, yeah, he's as good as they get, in not he? He's pretty good. Yeah. He's
3: right up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one I, of the best.
0: Absolutely. You, you you'd You do a fair bit of that. i do a little
3: bit. I, might I prefer him seeing, to be honest with you. But really? I, yeah, but I, I I do a bit of it if... Well, if I can.
0: Isn't it funny? I, I can't bring myself to do it because of, I don't know, the live audience. I, I see on radio or on TV, I suppose Fox people are paying for it, but it, it, it all, they're, all they're wasting is their time. But if they've spent 100 bucks for a ticket, and I know I am would only be an MC, they would be there to see the talent, <clears throat> I would still feel like they're not getting their value for money. That's yeah. why I can't do it. Yeah, that's uh,
2: strange.
3: You, you do, the, I know, you do I, it I, easy, Dan. Yeah, I think you would too. You're a natural mate. I, yeah. I think that'd be easy for you. The the emceeing, I think is the easy part of it. Yeah. You know. I, I don't like getting up and I won't talk by myself. I need to be interviewed. Yes. I don't know why, but when I'm emceeing, I'm happy to be there by myself. It's yeah. strange, but um mate, I've done it, you know, for a long time now. And it's funny, I, I think I used to be a reasonably shy bloke, but I've just I'm not anymore. Well how did that happen care. how
0: did that happen that you weren't shy anymore? Was there I a- don't know. Uh, Were you a shy kind of, footballer?
3: I think I was shy as a kid, and then I always got on well with my teammates, but I was sort of, the opposition, I was always a bit standoffish with it, you know, I didn't really want to get to know them. or And when did it change, Daryl,
1: well? when you uh, started your media career, or probably, before that? Yeah, I,
3: I, probably when I got on the radio a little bit, yeah. I, I changed a bit, and I, I just realised that, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to be yourself, and... And I thought, you know, and it doesn't worry me getting up and speaking in front of someone unless it worries me if I get up there and I'm not funny or I'm I'm, I'm not interesting or I'm just crap. That would worry yeah. me. Mm. But I, I, that's why I like having someone else there because if it goes no good, I blame them. Simple.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Best thing anyone ever told me was that 90, they like they said, don't worry about what people think and it holds a lot of people back. They said 95% of the time... They're thinking about themselves and their own family. So, Daryl, you're thinking about yourself and your own family. Dan's doing the same. Sean's doing the same. So, therefore, they don't have capacity to be thinking about your blunder or what you did. And they they might bag you out at the time. Yeah. They might hammer you on social media. But the moment they've done that, they actually don't give a shit. It's gone. You think about the front page of the paper today. You'll read it. And the moment you've even read that, and that's the front page of the paper, Mm. no one actually gives a shit.
3: Yeah. I I think that's right. You know, there's always going to be you know, whatever percentage of the people don't like you for whatever reason. Yeah. But if you can have more liking you than not liking you, you know, I'm happy with that. I, I used to, you know, worry about what people thought I was going to say, you seem like the sort bit. of way
0: like that it would actually, it uh, shouldn't, but it might affect you a bit.
3: Yeah, it used to really worry me what people thought, and I didn't like negative publicity. I don't think anyone does. No. no. Um, and I didn't like it, so I, I, you know, I don't try and be too outlandish in what I say and things I do, but, you know, I just sort of try and be the big, fat, jolly fellow and... <laughs> and Played that part, you know, and I, and I must admit, I'm I actually good at it and find, I enjoy it.
1: find some of the feedback quite funny. Like, yeah. obviously, I don't get it to any any level that you bikes would, but you know, that bloke chiming in, oh, <laughs> fuck up, peanut, you know. I, 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 actually, I actually enjoy it. Like, they, they're just punners at the end of the yeah, day, yeah, just they are. And- but
0: There is something about human nature you could get a hundred nice messages, but you get one negative, yeah. it's the only one that sticks in your brain. Mm. Yeah, it's true. But as long as you go in knowing, Listen, especially Twitter. God, that's a sewerage. That's a sewer. Uh, you, you go in knowing, especially if you're a you know a personality or a commentator, you, you're gonna cop well, it. Are I, you gonna I, go like it's, it's a, you're gonna. So if, as long as you go in knowing that, you should be fine.
3: Yeah, I do have a Twitter account. I don't use it all that often, but I just like to have a bit of fun. I have a crack at Peter Pasaltis and, <laughs> and others and things. I just try and put something funny in there. But I've got a I've got a rule on Twitter. If I get they bag me and I think it's Fair dinkum and bad enough, I just blocked him immediately.
2: Salty's prolific. He, he'll tell you where he is every single day. Oh, yeah, away. he's the best. I'm here <laughs> calling the there, so I'm doing it. Do <laughs>
3: Did you ever see the photo of him on the trotter? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he hate that? It's the worst photo. He looks like a big boiled egg sitting on a trotter. I don't see that. I've got it with me. It's on my phone downstairs. <laughs> I'll show it to you later. He hates it. And, and I'll get Jared Daffy, for example. I get on well with Jared. He'll sort of write something. I said, Jared, have you seen the photo of Salty on the trotter lately? He said, what photo is that? I'll just show here it is. I'll just post it. Oh, no. And he just hates it. He is that dead terrible. set him on the trotter? It's him. him on the
0: trotter. So you've done the 2GB stuff for God knows how long, 20 years. Yeah. I'm finding out now it's bloody hard work. I, listen, we all it's a dream talking sport for a living, right? And talking gibber for a living but I'm doing, Fox have got us doing this sort of quasi-radio show and it's only three hours. And I find at the end of it, it I'm drained. Do you, do you go to work? Is it a job or oh, do you no. actually... Is it is it a, almost a pastime that pays well? Yeah. No, um, no I'd say
3: a pastime that pays well. I, I would like the football to still be on. I, I like the mix we yeah. had of doing yes. a bit of jibber, a game, and then probably finish, or maybe a bit of jibber afterwards. Mm. I like that mixture. Now we're just doing jibber the whole time and talking about, you know, coronavirus and its effect on NRL and all that stuff for a little bit. Like, we do five-hour shifts Saturday and Oof. Sunday. I
0: don't know how you've done it for that long, talking Well, jibber.
3: because, mate, the, the secret to the success of that show was, was probably Hadley, with all due respect. Yeah. He, he's very clever. And he's one of those blokes you either really like or really dislike. I'm not sure which one I'm on. You've moment. been on both sides of that, haven't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I have been on both sides. Um, <laughs> but he... he he was—he's very talented in what he does, and and the the amount of jibber that has come up on that show is just relentless. And we and you know the stuff we obviously double up on, triple up on, yeah, you know quadruple up on. It happens, might happen three or four times a year. We might talk about various things. But oh, you got for some reason. It it works, and it has worked for a long time for him, and that's mm. that's what they did. It's actually started up. Gibbsy and I left Two uh, UE to go to Two GB, and I think it was two thousand and Hadley stayed at 2UE, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we were calling the football. We tried to call every game we could, and the ratings were terrible. We, we rated really poorly, and then eventually Singo bought over the crew from UE to GB, Hadley, Bozo, Peter Fralingos. Uh, I think Blocker started with them then, and then they were successful. They were outrating us. We were calling games, and they weren't. Mm. And Hadley's always stuck by that.
0: That's one of the greatest achievements you know? in the history of radio, being deferential. To win the football ratings without football, wow. Yeah, well, Mate.
3: it made us look bad and I thought... Yeah, but they were killing ABC and... as well. It's yeah, not like you were. And it was... I think it just happened out of the blue, you know. I think about, I think probably mainly Fralingos and Hadley probably decided that's what they were going to do, just talk the gibber. And, and they've done it now for one of the last... You know, 20 years. Yeah. And, Dan, and I, it has been
2: successful. I, I, I'm massive on Hadley. Like, he's a perfectionist, right? Yeah, he's
0: your sort of
2: idol, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, he do, as far as he, he doesn't tolerate mediocrity. And, and me, in many ways, I'm a perfectionist at home and things with stuff like that. Yeah. So I can appreciate where he gets that. But one day, I, Daryl and I would drive to the game together. And my duties would be finished about 5 o'clock. But Daryl had to soldier on till 6 o'clock. So I'd be just sitting in the back of the box having a laugh and listening to the boys. He rings me up one Monday and very stern words and I'd never ever had this from him before. And what had happened was that Petro Siv Sivan playing for Penrith at the time copped a gobful from a, a fan at Parramatta. a Very, very disrespectful, which made the front page of the paper...
0: Well, racial. Racial. Well, yeah. it
2: wasn't so much... Ra- well, well, it was a little bit racial. I think he, we called him an ape. It was, it was really, really bad. And it was on the front page of the paper... And Dean Ritchie got the story Mm. and Hadley rang me on the Monday and he said, look, you wouldn't have actually got this story because it didn't break till after six o'clock we're off air. He said, however, you sitting up in the box achieves nothing. He said in business, this is not just rugby league, social contacts and networking is huge, right? Mm. He said, I don't want you sitting in the box for an hour. He said, use this time to, to meet your contacts, blah, 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 blah. And so I started to do that. And within the next 12 months, I'd go to Origin and people would say, no one, there'd be a letter when you come into the box saying no one's to interview Seal. I'd be interviewing Seal. I'd (laughs) be interviewing Hugh Jackman. I'd be interviewing the Madden brothers. And that was all through these networks that I'd I'd met on the ground and always say hello to everyone. They weren't just media people. It'd be be staff people. And I got to know all these people by name. And So that was one of the best tips he ever gave me. And you think about this with any successful business, those who have got strong networks and they're the ones who are powerful. Networking Mm -hmm. is power.
3: Uh, I'll, I'll tell you something about Ray. He, he's got a lot of enemies, as we all know. Um, and I've, I've had a lot of issues with him over the years, a lot of issues with him. It was it was hard work going in there on occasions where I knew he was just going to carve me up for various reasons. But he's a very caring bloke. When, when If any of his staff or anyone he knows goes through any, any sort of difficult times health-wise, he's, he's very caring. I know when I had my issues, uh, I was over 10 years ago with the prostate cancer, mm. he looked after Bev, my missus, mm. and the kids like beautifully, you know, concerned, mm. um, ring him up, he'd do anything for him. And, you know, I'll give him a rap there. He was he was really caring and, and that helped a lot for me and her in particular, you know, and he's done the same with, you know, like Piggy Riddell's had a few issues uh, with his daughter. who's not, you know, 100% not, not well. He's been a great help to Piggy. And mm. I know there's others as well he's done great stuff with. and I But I can't understand other people being completely off with him because he can be... I think he's mellowed a bit
0: He expects the best
3: He does expect the best But he can be harsh too
0: It's funny I've worked with people That were underlings of him And you can see The perfectionism of them Mm. And you can tell That was all That's all the Hadley um, uh, Influence Uh, It's interesting uh, And and that they will not accept Now sometimes It was to the point Where it Their uh, The way they acted Was probably inappropriate in, In pursuit of perfection but I always forgave it because I always thought, I, I understand where you're trying to go. But sometimes it's just impossible to get what you're trying to achieve just because we're lack of resources or whatever. I got away with one. I, I don't know how I dodged his bullet or whether he forgave
2: me or what was the case. But Manly were playing Cronulla one day at Shark Park and I was doing around the grounds, right? And uh, Manly were leading like 12 points to four. Was that for
0: Synovus Vitamins? <laughs> around the grounds.
2: Yeah, <laughs> around the grounds for Synovus around Vitamins. It. Joel Kane, Shark Park. And I, to my eyes, have seen uh, who was it? Nathan Stapleton. Mm. Stapleton scoring the corner, and I know it's a try. Right, yeah. I've got to be clever here. Right, so I said, try to Nathan Stapleton, Ray. Sharks have taken the lead, sixteen points to fourteen. Kick to come. He goes, righto. We'll come back and check on the kick shortly. Right, <laughs> and I see the <laughs> I see the the video referral. Don't like that too much. I've
0: got oh, <laughs> shit.
2: This has got to be a try, right? Red light comes up. Sharks get the penalty, though, so now we're still on the attack. and I'm thinking, okay, if they can just steal the, Story, score this yeah. guy, right? Let's go around the grounds, check on the kick, Joel Kane. Uh, no change, Ray. Manly 14, lead the Sharks 12, <laughs> right? He picked up on it. I, re- I know he picked up on it, but he let me go for some reason. Yeah. And I was waiting for the call after it, but I just know that he, he doesn't miss a trick. He, write, he writes it all down, but for some reason, whether he's I, distracted or something went on... I think he liked you. He looked after me. I think yeah. he
3: liked you. Yeah. We had one... Don Mosley used to do our number one around the grounds bloke and I, I worked with didn't work with Don, but he worked in the poker machine industry as well. And I've known Don for years and years and years and he's a lovely bloke, Don. But I used to bag him, you know, he'd do around the grounds. I say, mate, do you have any ambition? Do you want to get out of the, the ground <laughs> You want to come and get in the box or something? You know, just lift it, lift a bit. You might be able like, to. No, you know. And, and Hadley used to say, "No, he's my loyal leader of my around the grounds team, and all that stuff." Anyway, we we're at a game one day. This is a long time ago. This would be fifteen years ago, and our game was, you know, thirty-six-four or something like that. It was all over and done. And he's around the grounds in Wollongong. I think it was the Cowboys playing Illawarra. This is how long ago it is. And it's like 16-14 with about three to go. And I said, Ray.
0: Warm up the vocal (laughs) cords.
3: Do you think we could get Don to call this last few minutes for us? Our game's (laughs) over. Why don't we just go down to him? Because these are days where all games with three o'clock kickoff. And. Hadley ended up saying, yeah, okay, Don, call the last two minutes off. Oh, <laughs> it was the worst. Point. It was just diabolically. And Don's a smart bloke, yeah. you know, and very talented, but he just stuffed it up completely, and it was just hilarious. <laughs> it
2: was the world's best around the groundsman, though, wasn't he, Donnie? Oh, Don was the best. Beautiful voice.
3: Yeah, velvet fog. Yeah. And, good, and good bloke. He's retired now from the poker machine game. I'm not sure what he's doing. Well, he'd be doing a bit of travelling when he can, so... Uh, if you're listening, mate, good on you. He's a good man. Yeah. So, are
0: you on good terms with all those pop people? Yeah, I am now. Good, I, good. I, 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 Life's too I short. I had time. Yeah,
3: exactly. Well, Bozo had trouble. Well, Bozo and Hadley I had trouble with both of them for a while. Um, but I, I've, you know, when Bozo pulled the pin this year, I had a chat to him, and you know, I said, "Mate, we've had our tough yeah. times." He said, "Yeah, but we're mates now. We're good." You know, so I, I'm good with Bozo, and yeah. I'm good with Hadley. I, I, well, I think I'm good with Hadley. You just how, don't know.
0: How much do you think the success? part of it is owed to the fact there was there was always an edge. You could always tell you and Bozo weren't 100%. You and Hadley, you never knew. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I felt like it, it actually added. I mean, it would have been successful anyway, but it added to the mix. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. They, they
3: sort of, as much as they wanted to be serious, they're quite funny blokes. Mm, and and I, And I must admit, I have without again trying to wrap myself I had a pretty good rapport with both of them mm. on air with regards you know the crap we spoke about and, yeah. and Bozo's laugh and Hadley's quick wit uh blended in pretty well with what I had to offer I think and and, and we you know ended up good you know and Blocker was there for a lot of it as well and yeah. and, and Blocky's now at, at Fox you yeah. know with you and and you know things things change and, and now Bozo and Hadley are, are both gone from it and it they had I can't remember how many years 33 years or something doing it and it was very successful for them, but um, there, there were times when I must admit I went home thinking I'm not happy here. I don't like it. You know, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to be picked on and mm. that sort of stuff. And I, I thought there was stages where it was relentless and didn't need to be. Um, but mate, and as I said, the last four or five years I haven't had words with Bozo Hadley. Yeah. None of them. It's been good.
0: What did you used to listen to, Sean? Because you're a bit younger than us. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, I, and
1: I, I've got the Victorian background as well. Obviously, so during my sort of upbringing, it was mainly AFL. Oh uh, god! You until I got to the people. game where where yeah. league sort of took over. No, I'm sorry. So, um, I, asked. I know. Who, who was down? Who, out on the who gold, did you listen gold to gold down news. there? Who was? Like Rex Hunt was probably the he was the sort of voice of of AFL back in the day. Yeah. He Odd human, didn't Odd yeah, human. very very strange. Yeah, is he?
0: Rex told us a story. So we were Odd down human. there. <laughs> we were down there in Melbourne for an, I think an Origin, and it was Stirlo, Rabs and myself. I think we did a dead set of legends down there, and Sterlo was with us, and we got Rex Hunt in the studio, and Rex was wrapping himself. This is office before we went to the wrapping <laughs> himself deluxe, and. I could just tell Rabs was giving that look like, (laughs) like, are you fucking serious? And Rex said, I'll never forget it. He said, I've been getting complaints from the MCC members because my call is that quick. I'm calling Marks before they have a chance to see them take it. (laughs) And he wasn't joking. There wasn't humour. And and Rabs walks out after the interview and Rabs said, what about the fucking ego on that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, what one of our rabbits. He's one of the great survivors, isn't he? Ah, oh, oh, mate. He
0: can just, we
2: get him next week? He's no, he's bloke. no. He said no. He's not. I don't like know. That. We no. have to discuss this off here. Okay. Has he got issues with sportsmen? No, 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 no. No, he's good. Well, he might have issues with me. No, no, I'll have to give him a ring. We had for, it. I don't think so. We had him lined up for a function with Billy Birmingham. Yeah. But then the coronavirus cancelled it for us. Oh, you oh. So anyway,
3: When well, I worked with Billy Birmingham. Yeah, we did a couple. Of, we we did a summer show that went for about eight years. After the footy finished, they mm. decided to keep it on. So I worked with Billy Birmingham. Um, Richard Callender was there yeah. for a while. A he's number a character. Of le- different uh, <laughs> Levy was there. <laughs> hey hey, whoa, hey God, <laughs> no, he's different. He, well, we he can wrap himself. Open. He yeah. can rap himself, Richard, and drop a name. Surely, you know that. <laughs> I worked
0: with him once. It was on, on the Thoroughbred Racing Channel. Uh, Russell Barwick tipped me in as a fill-in just for once. Mm. And it was the easiest show I ever did because all I did was just have to say, and uh, race three, the such and such stakes. And Richard had talked for five minutes. It was beautiful. Yeah. I had to do no research. Because I, no, I know nothing about racing. And I thought, I don't mind working with R- well, this Richard bloke, go. Easy.
3: Well, we had a, I think he was only on for a year. Malcolm Johnston was on. Yeah. We had a variety of different people on there. Um, I'll tell you, Richard would go head-to-head with David Morrow would be a good clash. Oh, can they drop a name? <laughs> Thirsty's one of the great names. He seems like a time. great bloke too, He's thirsty. a good man. But he, we'll be in a conversation. you will say, yes, I went out to lunch the other day with uh, Shane. And we'd all be sitting there like piggy me and Levy. He said, Sh- Shane, who's Shane? Ward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. okay, fair enough. You went out with Shane Ward. He, he can drop a name, Thirsty. He's one of the greats. But we had a lot of fun there, Um uh, well, it's Gibson. Gibson, Mike Gibson Mike was on Gibson, the show. Yeah. Unfortunately, passed away yeah. a few years ago. Mike was on it, and he was good. Mm. Mike was just a—he knew everything about everything. You know,
0: I did work experience once um, with him at this was two GB in about ninety eight. So this is when it was busted ass. It was at Sussex Street. The building was falling down. They were raiding nothing. So that was in the glory days of Jones and um, and Laws. I think were still and Zemanic. So two U E was TUE. fine. Anyway. Gibbo took me he was doing this new show called The Back Page he mm. said oh do you want to come with me down to uh, Fox Sports yeah I'd love to anyway he's got this beaten up car this <laughs> fucking awful car this <laughs> like this old Tarana that yeah. and it, he could see that I was looking at it and, I, and <laughs> he could see in my mind I'm going this bloke's been an icon of our business for 20 <laughs> this years this is what you get <laughs> and he goes mate I find it's better to punt it than to spend it on cars <laughs> but he, and then he said and then he said, I'll give you one bit of advice. If you can write, you can do anything in this business. Yeah. He said, everything I've got in my life is because I could write. He said, I, I implore you to learn how to write because if you can do that, you can do anything. Well, it's very very interesting advice. Yeah, no,
3: it, it was good. For, it was an eye-opener for me because, like you, he's a bit of an idol of mine when I was yeah. growing up. I used to watch him on the Channel 9 shows and, and all that stuff. So, said, Mike Gibson. And then when he came on the radio, it was different. I I'd, I'd sort of I, – I didn't know – Where I stood with him, you know. Yeah. And Billy Birmingham was on the same time, so that might have been the difference because Billy was just bursting into various different voices and whatever. (laughs) He's just hilarious, Billy. I haven't seen Billy for a long time. Me too.
0: I haven't seen him. Yeah, I used to work with him all the time at Triple M, but um, that was three, four years ago since I've last seen him. We better wrap this up. Uh, the big man's been, been gone great. for a while, haven't, we? We, haven't mm. been, have mm. we? got? Can we tip people into something? And don't tell me Russian table tennis, <laughs> for Christ, <sir. laughs> By the way, can I tell you, I this is my desperation of gambling. I started um, uh, playing around with the stock market, but with fake money, right? Mm. So I found this website that gives you 50000 to start with. Fake money. Fake money. <laughs> Monopoly boring, money. Mate, I don't want to play. Oh, That's that meant, because I, no, no, no. I thought, let's see if I can play this. Mm. And then I might get you into can't. it real. <clears throat> first, first trade, I've made six thousand dollars or something. I thought, how good's this? I was broke fifteen minutes later. <laughs> mm.
3: So you put the whole fifty fifty on something. You got. I've, 6, I've, I've like
0: four or five stocks anyway. So I wanted to do it again. Oh, you need another email address. So I had another email address. Another fifty thousand. That was started on Thursday night. Uh, Tuesday night, got it up to eighty-one thousand. Thought, hey. no, I'm a natural. This is. <laughs> Then I plonked it on natural. I shorted natural gas. Don't ask me why. I was broke. Really? Forty-five minutes later. So that's my.
1: And you, ga- and you gave up. Well, I'll put, I have to find a third email address and I'll go oh, around again. Okay. Sorry, yeah,
0: right. But have we got a tip, Sean, for the for the <laughs> He's listener? On the,
1: you probably hear sugar in the background. He's on the blower to one of our Sydney traders to get some mail for um Champ's Day 2. So I think stand by. Is he coming? No, anyway. Um, we spoke about punning stories Darrell what about during your playing days I heard Gus tell a story that Bulldogs team in 88 they had a thousand on themselves at 10 to 1 to win the comp yeah did you have a punters club where the boys uh, used to get around themselves and not really
3: we we in the early days I can't remember betting on the football in those days I just probably wasn't happening and you know, it's a long mm. time ago you know now I, I finished in 87 yeah so the, I don't think go betting on the football in those days they might have had the the cards, you know, we had the starts in eight, eight games or whatever. You'd oh, pick the winners. Yeah. Pick the margins. With, with the with a start, there have... was always starts yeah. involved in it or whatever. Johnny Croucher with the... But uh... we, mate, um, in the old days at Penrith, we had some blokes who loved to punt. Royce loved it. Yes. Uh, Johnny, not Johnny Jones, uh, Jimmy Jones and others. And there was a bloke called John Ryan who's no longer with us either, yeah. who was a winger. Rugby, played for Australian rugby and Penrith got him over to play for Penrith. and He loved to punt as well. And we'd often go over to after training to Penrith Trots or just over the road from Panthers there from the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have a punt there. Oh, <laughs> and I'll never forget one night I went, I took 50 bucks to training. It was in the middle of winter, it was cold, Penrith, and had the tracksuit on. And I think in those days Tim Sheens might have been the coach and he said, look, no one trains in tracksuit pants, you've got to toughen up, you've trained in your shorts. So I took my tracky dacks off like everyone else did, threw yeah. them on the pile, $50 zipped in the pocket. I come back ready to go to... The trots, I couldn't find my pants. Someone oh, had oh, knock, oh, knocked off my oh, pants, no. tracksuit pants. So to this day, and I made it known the next day I saw him all, said, someone's got my 50 here. Are you, <laughs> uh, Are you throwing no, a dart no, at someone? No, no, one, nah. no one ever came up with a 50. So I lost the 50. Don't think I you know, had the shits, had to go oh, home. had well, to go home and couldn't go to the trots, because we used to go to the trots just about after every Thursday night. At
0: oh, how good would that be? Steak man. sandwich, I'm guessing. Yes, Jolie? Boys, line four,
2: line four. He's a first-time <laughs> caller, long-time listener. Uh, we call him Dodd. He's trading at Sydney this weekend for the big event. Uh, Dodd, you're coming in loud and clear. Hey, how are you, sugar? How you going, buddy? What are you, run us through the program. I know you're only early into your uh, Is this a Scotsman? Yeah, no, he's uh, uh, Irish, aren't you? Dodd? Yeah, yeah. I've been living in uh, Australia for the guts of 10
0: years now, but I've, I've been doing the forum over here. Yeah. I, I noticed you
3: Aussies
0: aren't great at it, so I thought... Mate, 10 years, that's enough of that accent, eh? <laughs> yeah, no, the
2: accent doesn't go anywhere. It took me a long time to forgive him. I backed at a big go. I backed this horse called Rekindling. And he said, Dodd, he said, it can't win. It's too small, right? So I was going to win $20,000. And I I cashed out on it, right? Anyway, I backed another horse called Johannes Vermeer. And it turns out, so Johannes Vermeer leads with 50 metres to go. Rekindling comes over the top. And it turns out the arsehole who told me to lay off it actually backed it. You, Dodd.
4: Yeah, you caught me a bit on the hop there. That was like four
3: months before the race. I wasn't performing properly by then, but Jeez, you I can apologize. hold a grudge. Jeez, four months!
0: <laughs> four <laughs> months.
3: So what
2: do you got, Dodd? This this Saturday early? I know you haven't done it all properly, but what? what don't worry about this out?
3: Saturday? Something for the Sarvo? Um, yeah, there's some good bets. I think like
4: Tommy Marquan's riding uh, on on Saturday, and he's just getting horses to go to new levels. So I'd want him to be about. I'd want to be on the right side of him throughout the card. In the provincial championships, he rides a uh, Chris Lee horse called Animate. Yep. he has got barrier three, and he can posse somewhere in midfield even four.
0: Okay, Animate five dollars here. You might have lost the line there. Career record yeah, about five fifty six dollars yeah. at the moment. Um, you could move on to race four. Um,
4: tricky race this, but I think the two-year-olds are pretty poor this year. And a away game for for Kieran Maher has a lot of early speed, so. He'll go forward and I'm not sure there's much much chasing, so it'll probably be a good bet. You'll get
3: you'll definitely get a run for your money there. The only danger there would be probably the wind. There's gonna be
4: like a thirty kilometre wind that's gonna be run they're gonna be running into the headwind, so a bit dangerous for leaders. Mm. Um what have we got? Race six, let's go to the Oaks. Um we had probably run well the other day behind Shout the Bar and Funstar back in behind them. And then we had the favourite Colette who's just taken all before um, I think there might be a small set against Colette Lace. She looks short enough around sort of 280, 290 here. Um, I think, yeah, I think there might be a little bit of money for Shout to Bar Lake because uh, she's done nothing wrong and she's just improved out, out in and trip the whole time.
2: All right. Um, what about the Sydney Cup and the Queen Elizabeth Dotty?
4: Yeah, the Sydney Cup's a pretty weak addition this year. Young Rascal's done nothing wrong since it's come to Australia. It gets the services of Tom Marquand again. Um, I suppose second favourite's here, but he has to carry the weight he's got 57.5 and, and it's a good horse's weight in this race when some of them are carrying 51 so yeah I'd probably just stick with Young Rascal and maybe one of the dangers would probably be one of the horses that are on the quick backup, the 7 day turnaround so I'd probably go with the chosen one from Murray
0: Baker who knows how to get a horse ready for this type of trip All right, 15 to 1 beautiful alright and then the Biggie the Biggie yeah tricky race this Um You've got
4: this Japanese superstar um, Danon Premium, and J Max jumped off very elegant to ride it, and very elegant won by about ten lengths the other day. So uh, it's tricky to know what price it's going to jump, but it looks it looks to have world class form. It beat the Cox Plate winner Lix Gracious uh, a couple of goes ago, and then last it ran second to Almond Eye. So it's 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 got Red Hot form, and it's got Barrier Three. It'll be on pace. It'll be where you want to be. and I think I think it's going to be pretty hard to beat, if, especially if the money comes. It's going to be pretty hard to beat. And the danger is probably probably Melody Bell actually. Um, she's on the seven-day turnaround. She's flying. She's just been given a couple of poor rides recently. Um, she'll enjoy this thing out of the track. And yeah, she gets a little uh, weight relief.
2: Fifty-seven. You know, a, a dive man with Tommy Markwood on board, Dodd.
4: I am, but I just think uh, there was no money for it first up uh, when it beat very elegant, and I just think that Rosehill track played really on pace, so he had the bias in his favour that day. I'm not sure he's going to have it in his favour this time, and. They, he jumped the same price as Very Elegant, so I think you have to price them
0: similarly again here, which would have him unders at 440 or whatever he Joel, is. Joel, I can't understand a word he said, but he's very good. Yeah. He's very good. You can tell that he knows what he's talking I'm all about.
2: I'm over it, Dottie boy. So, we're, so best of the day early on, you're thinking maybe that one in the provincial?
0: This is not three-way yeah, yeah, turf talk, ready. Joel. Can we hurry up? Say again, Dodd? Animate, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, yeah, animate, yes. All right, lovely. I
2: appreciate your time, Dodd. I appreciate it, Thank mate. you, Doddy. No problem, sugar. Take See care. See legend.
3: Good <sighs> bloke, Doddy. Great, great. Yeah. He's a natural.
1: Mm. He, he, should be, he should be in front of the microphone more often,
0: Dodd. He
3: should
2: be.
0: Yeah, yeah very, very, very I natural. I totally agree with yeah. that. He's got all the lingo. He's got everything wrapped up. By the way, uh, Joel. Yes. I- I'm warning you. Yes. I'm going to fire up again about Facebook, and we're not getting any love. Is that right? Just throwing us on I'm not on Facebook. Throwing, I'm t- hang on. I, you said you were going to go into bat for us. Have we been on? Mate, they throw our podcast on and that's it. Right. Like, what else do you like want there on there? There should be a big picture of the big man for this week. Yep. Mm. Right? Yeah, there should have be. been a big picture of Gus. <laughs> right. There should have been a big picture of Sterlo. We should have pumped Well, him. we can still do that. Okay. Yeah, Let's do it.
3: Get a big picture of all of us. so big idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, this man sells himself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And poker machines. But, but, but you know what I have noticed, Sean, uh, you know – I've noticed if you throw Hammy in a podcast, you'll get plenty of love. <laughs> That's the first thing. And and you're doing something with Hammy and two of the I, others. I, I'm
2: on every three or four days.
0: Oh, every... I, I went through this Facebook thing, and here's this... What do they call it? The Outsiders give, or something? Give,
2: give me something. It's talking about give the... Give uh, something. It's giving... It's, it's worth having a listen, actually. It, it talks about... The sports that are on at the moment, Belarusian hockey. How okay. do
3: I get to listen to this great interview? Do I just go to podcast <laughs> app or something? Yeah, yeah, like? get on them on side, we're called. Get yeah. them on side, okay. Get them on
2: side, subscribe. Got to pay. Right No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Pay>. mate. <laughs> you think people would pay for this? So, so you can listen to the so.
2: Sturlow one, the
3: Gus one, your good yeah, self. I won't be listening to them. I just want to listen to them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, we better wrap it up. Wrap it the up. big man. See you, mate. Thank, Thank you very pleasure. much, mate. Thanks, Darryl. This is the first time we've ever worked together. I think so, yes been a pleasure good on you mate Thanks, I wish man. we did get you a Congratulations. triple M. I did try mate
3: yeah, no. I did try <laughs> still came up with duck egg nothing. Now, mate, <laughs> pick you the score tonight
0: five, mate. Who?
2: pick the score tonight in our origin match
3: oh, I haven't even given that any thought Queensland will win I'd say be a big mark. I'd say by 38 28
2: so
0: that'll be on Facebook from uh, 7 o'clock tonight high yeah. oh, yeah. scoring origin alright thank, right thank you Joel thank, thank you, you Sean. nice you to see, see
2: you back thank you mate goodbye
0: Oh, and Joel. Uh, well,
2: we're not really gambling. Oh, there's no footy on the moment for gambling. We'll be gambling on Saturday. Let me assure you.
0: Enjoy.